This is exclusive coverage of CPAC for Central Virginia. Brought to you by the Virginia Institute for Public Policy and our Election Transparency Initiative online at whoscounting.org. It's Joe Thomas in the morning on Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Thomas in the morning. Joe Thomas on this Saturday morning uh, as we have co-opted the Saturday programming because there's so much going on here at CPAC. Uh, we'll have more coming up in a little while. Uh, we've got the filmmakers behind Cabrini uh, coming up and of course uh, Sound of Freedom and all the Angel Studios folks uh, coming up there and also um, uh, Gideon 300. Some great positive storytellers and the storytelling that is uh, winning everything over. Joining us now, though, right from Virginia here, like as far, I mean, we, oh, we had to cross the Potomac River, is Jonathan E. Mord, constitutional expert, author of uh, The Authoritarians, which is a go-to if you want to understand all that's gone wrong, uh, and uh, running for the U.S. Senate, running for the first the GOP nomination and then wants to hold Tim Kaine accountable uh, for all of his misgovernance. Uh, Jonathan, it's good to catch up with you here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Joe? Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for coming to Charlottesville a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, everyone I talked to said, who is it? They're calling me. They're saying, have you heard of Jonathan Emord? He's, you got to get him on your show. I said, <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard of Jonathan. It's, it's uh, terrific. How has the response been uh, as you traverse the this, uh, as everyone says, larger than you imagine state of Virginia. It's been amazing. I mean, I think one of the most extraordinary things is that you discover that the commonalities, even though people are in all different areas, the commonalities on what they find objectionable and what they want to see changed is, is incredible. So people are riveted now mm -hmm. in this state uh, across political stripes on issues that you would imagine are, are important to them, such as open borders, right. crime, uh, drugs. inflation, drugs. Mm, yep. um, and, and also, uh, you know, one of the most incredible things I've found is that people are anxious to kick out those incumbents who have just sat there on their hands and allowed all of this ruination to happen. You made that point about Senator Kane so eloquently at an event I was at with you where you talked about how he's just been sort of a yes man yeah. for all of this. And and we'll, sometimes he, he becomes the explainer in chief. He'll come, he'll go, go call the media and say, let me explain to you why this is good or whatever. Right. But, you know, and it's always that sort of, you, you, you all don't understand this, so I'm going to explain it to you kind of thing. Um, and and it's frustrating because I see when, when you see how much of it, I mean, just the southern border. And he is, I haven't found a, a statement from him except to say, well, the Republicans wanted to close the border and then we offered to, which they didn't, actually. Right. Yeah. Uh, but because nobody in the press said, and how did you offer to close the border? And, they, and his answer was, well, we gave billions of extra dollars to the border patrol. To do what with? Right. Their, their, their he's, budget he's was a not mass, He's an artful dodger. And he is a master of the sleight of hand trick. Uh, look over here. This is what I'm doing for you. But don't look over here. You know, I'm I'm going to uh, get federal funds to expand that hospital wing. How great am I? Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to the 
open border situation with massive numbers of criminals coming in and the five, five people dying a day in Virginia from fentanyl overdose and all this, the things that are actually ruining our state, he doesn't touch it. He right. lets it go forward. He's in a position, he's on the uh, Foreign Affairs Committee. He has the intelligence every day, uh, access, that enables him to see the full extent of the horror that is the open border situation. But he's not done one thing to stop it, not one piece of legislation. He's completely endorsed the administration. While he says to the people of Virginia, I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of a, you know, a bill that'll solve the immigration problems, but what he actually <laughs> says elsewhere, of course, is that he believes Alejandro Mayorkas is doing an outstanding job. And he said that many times. To, uh, his, to his defense, I'm sure in his mind, Mayorkas is administering exactly what they want at right. the southern border. And when you realize that the border is kind of a litmus test, it's sort of a, an issue that if you don't take action in the presence of it, it's really indicative of you being complicit in it. It's one of those things that's so evil, uh, so abusive to everyone, uh, and, and makes Americans second-class citizens yep. uh, and allows their lives and their liberty and their property to be assaulted, destroyed. I mean, how many people in this state have suffered from a family member who has had an adverse experience with fentanyl? How many, how many people in this state have had inflation rob them of their earnings and their savings and force them to expend money and max out on their credit cards. How many people in this state have experienced over the last three years a rise in crime in their neighborhoods? Everyone, everyone has experienced these things. How many people have witnessed the cost of gas go up so high that they yeah. can barely afford to go to work? There are a lot of people in that situation. And what has Tim Kaine done to solve any of those problems. What has he done? Nothing. In fact, he's made it worse, and in fact, he's responsible for it. The ultimate thing that people need to understand is he's voted for every trillion-plus spending bill that the White House has advocated. He's entirely in favor of giving all student loan debt, waiving it. Uh, that means that the rest of us have to pay for it. And by the way, can I, because I have kids who are recent college graduates, the, the gag in that is they always say, well, these are the federal student loans. Over the last two years, I've watched more of these federal, federal student loan programs get sold to private organizations, and sure. then the president says, I'm going to forgive all these federal student loans, which don't exist anymore because they've been sold, you know, the, the, the not Fannie Willis, but Fannie Mae and all these people, they've been selling off these loans to private companies. So you may have thought you got a federal student loan, but it's not one anymore. So all these billions of dollars, that's another smoke and mirrors kind of sleight of hand thing that they claim that they're doing that and you, they're not. You know, here, here Kane is, the, he's the last guy to agree to end the national emergency on COVID. He was pushing to keep it going. I'm sure. He's, he's a big fan of the vaccine, a he big fan of He had long COVID, masking. remember, he'll tell yes, you. Yes, he, he did. And, and, but in the end, what defines Kane is his allegiance to the controlling members of the Democrat Party, to Chuck Schumer, to Nancy Pelosi, to the president. And they all believe in centralization of power. They believe that government knows better than you do what to do with your money. Yep. And they believe that they arrogantly, they think, that they can create a world in which you actually are poverty-stricken 
and are a servant of the state and that you'll like it. Oh, sure. The amazing thing is they think they're so arrogant that they think they can destroy the economy, create, allow crime to run rampant, have defunding of the police, have anti-incarceration prosecutors, and that the American people will just be like sheep and follow and have their whole lives destroyed, their property taken from them, their freedom eliminated, and not complain. Right. And they, they even get angry when individuals do complain, like me or anyone else. Well, if now we you're complain, a MAGA extremist. We're an extremist yeah. immediately, yes. So, as soon as we try to stand up for our rights, stand up for the Constitution, try to ensure that people, you know, to live by Thomas Jefferson's definition mm -hmm. of good government, a wise and frugal government shall restrain men from injuring one another, shall leave them otherwise free to regulate their own pursuits of industry and improvement, and shall not take from the mouth of labor the bread it has earned. That was the sum of good government in the 18th century. It still remains the sum of good government, and they attack every part of that, every part of that. And, and it, it starts, I remember then State Senator Barack Obama complaining to an NPR broadcast that the Constitution, his problem with the Constitution, because he was portrayed as a constitutional expert, <laughs> his, his problem with the Constitution was it wasn't proactive. Uh, you know, it didn't lay out the rules of the things the government was supposed to do for you. And, and we've seen that since 2008, this development of the pretend nanny state. You know, you're sold this idea that this Affordable Care Act is going to make your health care affordable. Meanwhile, the best you get is hooked on opioids, and then you're looking for, and, and it's, it's one thing leads to the next. So the fentanyl crisis is being fed by the opioid crisis, which is fed by uh, Obamacare and insurance companies that are allowed to not cover you for uh, a reparative situation, so they just get you pain meds. These are all the things that they are in with, but I want to pivot to something going on here at CPAC, Jonathan, um, and I don't know if you saw the El Salvadoran president here speaking last night, uh, uh, Bukele, just t brought the house down, talking about his country and, and the free market reforms, and I'm sure their version of conservatism right now is light years away from ours, because, you know, they're just trying to resurrect a country that was in the dumps. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to have the Argentinian president tomorrow, uh, later today, um, speaking as well. These are countries that are realizing that everything you talked about, that free market, good governance of the 17th and 19th centuries, um, is what they need. Why are we so blind to it? Why is Tim Kaine out there insisting that we need two-state solutions in Israel and that we need to understand that Gaza is only murdering and raping people because we're mean to them and they're, they're oppressed uh, and that we, we shouldn't be, uh, you know, talking about police states like he claims that El Salvador and Argentina are. What's yeah. Well, he, this is a planned destruction of the United States as we have known it. This is a planned destruction of it the open borders, the Trojan horse for socialism that's the climate change agenda, the defund the police movement, the whole Soros agenda that has been influencing the Democrat Party and everything it does. This is a planned destruction of our country. You, you ask yourself, why are it, do we have a schizophrenic foreign policy? Why on the one hand do we aid, Israel, or aid Iran and unfreeze their assets, give them direct payments, 
pay, pay money into international organizations to fund Hamas and turn our back on Israel and then argue to Israel that they need to abandon their efforts to defend themselves. Right. And why, so why, why does the Biden administration do that? And the reason is that they actually believe that the destruction of this country, Israel, is not a bad idea. The real reality of this is oh, that man. they do not believe in the Israeli cause, that there needs to be an independent Israel. And are they, they, they just, they, they sympathize with the, uh, with Hamas, with right. Islamic Jihad, with Hezbollah. They actually sympathize with them. That's why you fund people the, the, who are like that. You have to sympathize with them first. There was a movement years ago that you know, maybe what's behind all this, this idea that our support of Israel is why the terrorism is happening to the United States. It's why it's why Hamas does the yeah. things it does. It's because Ridiculous of the US. argument. But how do you how do you show you know the kids this because they they they've been raised under this idea and and Hamas isn't dumb. The Hamas leadership is not dumb. They watched two decades of news coverage of the politicians like Tim run around and chase the, the grievance groups and, they, and I was oppressed and I'm oppressed and I'm oppressed for this and I'm oppressed for that. Like, hey, what a great idea. Let's let's get ourselves declared an oppressed group. We could be like the the Native Americans and, and you know and we'll demand reparations for all that horrible things that have happened. Oh and we'll go slit some throats on the way and we'll get the world to ignore it. I don't understand how You've worked in Washington forever. I mean, is there something, is there lead in the drinking water that makes people stupid like this to, to not see this? I'm not, I have well, no great intellect to see I mean, we, we, we have seen throughout history what appeasement does when you appease your enemies. We've seen that that emboldens your enemies, as you would expect, and leads them to take more actions that are adverse to yeah, your interests. Sure. And, and these people believe in appeasement despite its absence of success. They believe in communism despite its absence of success. They believe in deprivation of individual liberty and adherence to a centralized government program. And they believe in that because it enhances their power. This is a perverse environment of corruption. These are corrupt career politicians. And as a result, trying to figure out why their policies don't make sense is, is is you know a, a, an endless situation where you're you're vexed. Yep. And the reason is that there are more motivating factors than meets your meets your eye. In other words, they're not focused like a laser beam on protecting America's best interests. Mm -hmm. Instead, what they're focused on is their own best interests and their own ability to both curry favor with political elites and protect their own financial interests and expand their power. So. When, you, when you're motivated not by principle, but by crass political interest, you can destroy your whole country for the purpose of achieving some end for your party or end for a particular person in the party. And that's it. We've yeah. lost, the, what they have, what, what we're witnessing is a Democrat party that has evolved from a party that used to believe in civil liberties, right. but had a, a, a socialist agenda on the economy to one that actually believes in communism, centralized government control, yeah. that the American people don't deserve rights. Remember the Obama apology tour yeah. worldwide? Oh, yeah. This is the sign that these people actually think America is an evil country. 
And they think that, and they think that that evil country should be destroyed and replaced. And that's what they teach our kids. That's the indoctrination that is happening in the schools. That's the whole woke agenda in the military. When you try to get people in the military to hate their own country, I mean, that's smart. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they're destroying our country. It's a planned destruction of our nation. So that we beg for more authoritarianism because the only way you get a free people to you know, give into authoritarianism without a fight is to make us believe it's better well, than having is, liberty. Well, this is the Soros plan. Tim right. Kaine is, a, you know, Alex Soros says, I love this man. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They're, they're bosom buddies. And the reason uh, that, you know, Soros wants to destroy the United States because it's the biggest impediment to an international totalitarian governance which he advocates. Right. Which they would profit and, from. And Tim Kaine is, is feeding into that. Um, well, and, and that's, the, you know, the, we talk about the World Health Organization and their ability to oversee our operations based on you know, some treaty. That, again, senators are supposed to ratify treaties. I don't recall any World Health Organization well, treaty that Senator Kaine voted on. Senators are supposed to ratify treaties. Uh, the presidents are not supposed to enter into agreements that circumvent the treaty power of the Senate. Presidents are not supposed to act unilaterally to make law through the right. administrative state, but this president does it in absolute disregard of the separation of powers. I mean, what we have in this president is a man who is so crass, so self-interested, that rather than have as his fundamental principle that you love your country more than yourself, he starts with the proposition that I love myself far more than my country, and if I have to do something to hurt my country to enhance my own existence, I will do it. And he sold us out. I mean, he's been engaged in influence peddling since he, at least the time he was vice president. Yeah. And he's violated the foreign emoluments clause. He's received money not only from foreign powers, but from enemies of the United States. And who's, where's the special prosecutor? Where is the impeachment of Joe Biden? Where's it going? Well, I don't, think you know, it's, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think the Senate is going to try to bury it we, uh, we, so they don't have to vote on it. We don't, we don't have equal justice under law in this nope. country. We have a two-tiered system of justice, and they're going after Republicans with a vengeance. And it's an absolute weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI against those who are political opponents of the incumbents. And that's why I brought up El Salvador, Argentina. These were all the things that those countries ran on. Of yeah. course. Jonathan Emord, what's your website for people to visit you? Emord4VA.com. Well, visit him there. Thank you so much. Have a good time here yes, at sir. CPAC. Thank you.